Tough Jokers. What's good, everybody? It's John. This moment with Mobley. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, y'all. I'm his wife, Tetra. And we something like an ordinary couple with extraordinary purpose. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings. Live your life. Mm. Grow and learn those lessons. So we go. You you just want fly by what I just did. What you what you said? You weren't listening. Oh no. What you say? So greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings. Live your life and learn those lessons. Oh, you got balls? Yeah, I thought I had them. Oh. But you threw my balls in the trash can. I didn't throw them in the trash can. Yeah. Man. They just didn't hit. You well, you reacted as if you. Agree with what I said, and then you was like, "Well, so we gonna get started." Mm. Them balls, baby. You gotta, but you gotta, for you to be an actual spitter of bars, uh-huh. you have to do at least six lines. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings. That's just one line. Live your life and learn them lessons. That's two lines. Joker. That's three. That's a word. That's about a lie. Joker, joker, joker. Joker, joker, joker. <laughs> joker, joker, no, joker. That's no. six. No, that's not. We not counting them. <laughs> Whatever that was. Great evening. Great morning. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm all right. You got that text I sent to you? I did. All right. You want me to read it out loud? Well, I'm going, uh, huh? What text you talking Never about? Never mind. No, I don't want you to read. Look at the one that I just sent you. Like, I want me some coffee. Oh, I'll be right back. I want to oh, make me some tea. You should have came. You should have came downstairs before. I'm just night. playing. Uh, so. Have I asked you how you doing? You have. I said I'm good. Oh, yeah, you did. I'm here, y'all. I promise. I just want y'all to know. Y'all want to know what I want y'all to know? You want to know? What, what, what? That, guess how many days it is until my birthday. I should probably know this. Not necessarily. Okay, how many days? I'll just make sure I ain't going to get in no trouble. You You're don't not, know either. I do. You look like you're looking it up. Right? I am. It's 48 days. Oh, okay. 48 days. That's three shy. Let me see. Three shy of how old are you going to be? How old am I going to be? 51. Yeah, I'm going to be 51. I mean, you act like you... What was that? You want to have a baby for my birthday? Y'all hear that? My wife just learned a new language. You didn't understand what I just I said? Okay. I could not comprehend it, not even a little bit. But we have enough grandbabies to suffice. We have a we have a lot to choose from. I'm not even understanding. Why would we have more babies when we got these grandbabies? And we can just we can just borrow them and then send them back. It's the greatest it's the greatest thing of ever, ever. Get them. It's, it's the greatest thing what? If, if ever. If ever? If ever? 
you finna be petty this morning. So I'm not. Hey y'all. We gonna talk about something. Let's talk. Gonna talk about it, but we gonna talk about something a little heavy this morning. Um, and it's a it's a concern. It's been a concern for me for the last couple of years. I know. Um, I think y'all heard me and Dita talk about. You know me having thoughts of not being here no more. Suicide, all that stuff. Not real heavy, but somehow, somewhere, it, it became an option throughout my life. I don't know how it got on the list, but it did. Um, I don't, before I used to take it for granted, um, and when I told, when I revealed that to my wife on the podcast, um, Y'all can probably go back and look at that one because she looked at me like I was crazy. So, um, this year has been very heavy for us already. Um, experiencing a lot of death um, in our family. Knowing, you know, some men going through stuff, um, being attacked in their mind. Um... So it's it's been real thick and heavy. And I I do believe I have a grace for it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm bionic. So um probably about the last three days them them options of suicide came up again. And it was on me heavy, but I I did me and my wife did talk last night and I told her some of the stuff. And she made me promise if it ever come up again that I would tell her immediately, which I thought three days was pretty good. It's not immediately. But it's no concern right now. I'm I'm fine. Um, I laid it at the altar, gave it to God, and he renewed and refreshed me. So... um. Most of you know, if y'all got a relationship with God, it's not really a lot you can do for someone else if you haven't been through something. Um, so I'm really believing that me talking about this is not necessarily for me. I would say some of it is for me, but I think it's more to bring to the forefront of men that are committing suicide. Men that are being trapped inside their own head and their heart, feeling the pressure of life, a wife, kids, jobs, um, feeling overwhelmed, feeling the pull in every different direction of life. And wanting to just give up because they're tired. They're tired. And the number one, and I did statistics before, and men and women suicide were like even. Because at one point in time, probably about 15 years ago, it was more women 
men was right up under it, but it was more women committing suicide than men. And then it became even. Now, men have grown past the women. So there's more men committing suicide in any way, shape, form, or fashion, whether it be a gun, jumping off a bridge, running to the car off the road, whatever the case is, than women. Um, now, I'm not saying that either one life is better than the other one. I will say that taking men out of the equation, out of lives, is a tactic of the enemy. If he can get rid of the men, then the women will have to step up and be in a position that they were never called to be in. So whether that means it's a, a young man who is don't know who he is, um, feeling overwhelmed, um, drinking, smoking, trying to cover up the core issues of what's going on behind that to the man that is 51. And I think I think I did a podcast on this called Midlife. It was Midlife Crisis. I think we did one. Men, Midlife Crisis. Mm -hmm. And the, the total fact of that whole Midlife Crisis thing for men was me to say that it's not too late. Most people feel like when they get a certain age, they are past the limit of being able to do whatever God placed in their heart. Most people, because of, especially in 2023, most people who get married, start a family, all the dreams and aspirations that they've had, they usually put on a back burner. And then 60s, when they turn 60, 65, you know, it's way too late for me to do this now. And I don't, I do not believe that with an ounce, any ounce of me. I think you always have a chance to be able to do anything you put your mind to. I think, I actually think the older you get, the wiser you will be with your decision making. Well, some people, because we still got some 60 year olds still immature. But I think it'll be a lot more tactful of how you go after whatever that is. Um, yeah. It's going to be failure in it. But failure does not necessarily mean you're not going to do it or you're just not supposed to do it. It's Failure is lessons. It's a classroom of lessons. And you take, take the stuff, learn from it, and you build from there and get to a different level. So um, in 2023, like I said right now, more men are committing suicide than women. And that's from everywhere, from, I think, I don't need to think, but I'm a, I looked it up, and it's a place called Lethal, ah, darn it. Baby Talk. Let me find this thing real quick. I don't want to, I'm probably going to mess the name up anyway, but, is it in the what the information that you're saying? No, it was something else I was looking at. Oh, okay. 
Um, so you said, talk while you pregnant? You you don't know what to say. Well, you were, I told you it was going to be a little heavy. And you, I know I asked you what we were going to talk about. And then I just turned, made a U-turn and wanted to talk about this. I, I do believe that this well, is important. No, I wholeheartedly believe that it's important. Um, and yes, I did tell him that three days was not immediately or as soon as he started feeling this way. Um, but I do believe that um, we, in times like this, that we draw from what we know, we draw from the truth. Um, because in things, when you're in certain situations, whatever can maybe lead up to a person wanting to take their own life can be, you know, different frustrations, different life circumstances, you know, stuff with self-esteem. Um, you know, it could be a variation of things. It could be, um, you know, like you were saying, as far as um, not being satisfied with how your life is going or if you've tried and tried and tried one thing after another that it's not working out and you get frustrated with just the over, the woes of life or the or being overwhelmed and actually sitting in that place and staying in that place and not talking to anybody or not reaching out to anybody you know the enemy comes to kill to steal to steal to kill and to destroy and that's a tactic um, of the enemy to get you, you know, in in your head and by yourself and planting all the seeds of what is going wrong. Um, and so for that, you know, we do know what that is. And so we, how do we, you know, how do we fight or how do we combat um, what the enemy tries to uh, make us believe we combat it and we fight it with the word of God And so that's why you know, I told you when you felt like that um, I you know asked you to promise me to tell me Yeah immediately um, And then of course if it, if it ever gets to a place where you know you, you we need to seek somebody else outside of us for you to talk to or whatever that looks like, that we'll do that. Um, but again, you know, people get in these situations and, and they get to, you know, the depressive state to where they actually carry it out because they don't, you know, talk to anybody yeah. or they sit in that space for too long. Um, and then they can't become overwhelmed, you know, in their mind. Um, of which we're learning, you know, uh, that's where the the whole battle is in the mind. It is right, and so, like I said, the one that one of the advantages that we have is that we know we know who God is, and we know um, you know how to combat the enemy with by by <laughs> by declaring you know and decreeing the, what the Word of God says over that thing that is trying to consume you. Um, and so I, you know, I've dealt with not to the point of wanting to commit suicide, but 
dealing with things that um, in my mind that the enemy wants me to believe is truth. Yeah. Um, you know, certain facts were certain facts uh, were true, but the truth was the actual truth was is that you know um, God is with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us, and He's greater than or in and bigger than anything that the enemy tries to get us to believe that comes contrary to what he says about us. So, um did you find the I word? did, but I'm I'm So, let me cuz I I know we got a lot of family that look at this. So, let me be clear. I I'm not in that space no more. I do not believe that, well, let me say this. I believe that a lot of people feel this way. Um, based on the statistics, a lot of men feel this way. But because of who they're trying to find their identity as a man, they can't ever say nothing to nobody. Because this is the responsibility of a man. I ain't got time to cry. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to talk about that. I ain't got time to talk about my feelings or none of that. Trust and believe. I, I do have a men who are close to me that I've talked to about this before. Um, they probably looking at this right now and saying, Joker, you ain't called me this time. But it, it this happened pretty quick. What you got to remember is the enemy does not try to attack anybody does that that does not have anything going on with their life. If you have not been called to do anything, then the enemy does not mess with you. Well, let me say this. Everybody's been called to do something. If you don't believe the call, then the enemy doesn't mess with you. It's only when you believe who God says you are. Right, that he tries that to That he tries to attack Yeah. You. And it's never, it's always everything. in your mind. And... One of the questions that I've always asked Deidre, my girls, and, you know, my brothers is, you know, how do you feel about life right now? Which yeah. I don't think I haven't, I haven't asked that to y'all in a while. But that was you one of the things. like what's on your mind. What's on yeah, your mind? that's one of the things I've always asked. How do you feel about life right now? And sometimes... The answer is not always positive, but the question is to extract that whatever that is out so it doesn't live in you. Right. So, I'm fine. I'm fine. I understand what everything is um, and how the enemy comes to attack. So, I'm I'm good. What I usually do is I just I've been blessed not to ever go down a a dark hole. Um, I I got first of all I got too many people that live in my house. So somebody was always asking me what's wrong, why you not playing this that and the other, come do this, come do that. So it would always pull me out. Now I got even more because with the six daughters and the nine grandchildren, so. Is even more. 
So I'll, I'll be lying if I say that doesn't that doesn't help. But it's been a long time since I've felt like that. And I'm not, like I said, we had a lot of death in the family this year. And being who I am and my wife, you know, a lot of that stuff, we, we're pillars for that. So we definitely have to put it, you know, on the altar after it is, you know, have compassion for everyone. But that doesn't still mean that you don't feel it, the weight of yeah. it. And I do believe that the heaviness that we do feel, have, that we have feel throughout this year is God preparing us for something bigger. Because pressure do what? Produces purpose. Was that right? I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. So I, I'm not having this conversation to for it to be a doom and gloom, but I am having a conversation to tell wives, talk to your husbands, ask questions. A lot of times we kind of move different, especially when you got a lot of stuff going on. You know, the boy got football practice the girl got chili to practice you know the oldest person got swim practice you know <coughs> the wife worked this time the, the husband worked this time and when y'all get home you know y'all trying to keep everything together with sex and that's running this course now so it's like why am i here and sometimes you know as a parent you don't you like i won't i won't out for a minute i need a minute for myself and sometimes in life, you just don't get that. You just don't get it. But you got to talk about it. You got to talk about it. So with the statistics that I found, mostly out of country is the, is the biggest... I said, I don't been looking at so much different stuff. Um... Are we deviating away from the information that you sent me? No. Oh. You can you can read that. I, I need to find these statistics again. I just done. Y'all, I apologize. I'm a researcher, and I went to find one thing. I don't found seven more things. Um, just some of the statistics. The um, male suicide rate is actually lowest since. Well, that's in the UK since 1981. Um, it's still the biggest, single biggest killer of men under the age of 45. Um, and it's three times, three, three and a half times more likely in the U.S. Um, compared to the U.K. and they gave some other statistics. But I think the, um, you know, as Johnny said, you know, we've had death in our family and it was literally back to back. Um, and then, um, a couple other situations that, um, we, we dealt with or helped with, um, and I think, um, it, sometimes it just, you know, we, we'll say it, you know, as people are saying it today, like life is life. And, um, and, and I do believe that again, um, 
this is what has, you know, um, Johnny has dealt with, you know, I too, um, dealt with not to that extent, but to the extent of, um, dealing with handling grief, um, and how to deal with it and how to, um, really acknowledge where I was in my feelings, where I was in my head and in my heart. And so for us, we've been talking about that um, a lot lately, just, you know, kind of purging and pouring out about how we, you know, really feel and what's going on in our head and not sitting in it and not sitting on it and just thinking, oh, I'm okay, oh, I'm okay, but not feeling okay and not expressing that. And I know for me, um, one of the deaths was my brother. On it, completely unexpected. Um, and then maybe three weeks after that, um, one of our son in loves lost his dad suddenly. And so when it happened, you know, um, I, I tried to, um, again, I think I shared in a previous, um, episode as far as really truly being honest about how you feel with yourself and not trying to kind of just, you know, glaze over it and just say, I'm okay, but not being really okay. And so for me, I, you know, I encouraged myself, as did others, to feel, to feel what you feel and allow yourself to be honest with God about how you're feeling. Um, I think that second death, so close to my brother's, kind of triggered some feelings and some emotions in me that I hadn't dealt with or hadn't been dealt with yet because it was so little time in between. Yeah. And so... It literally had me to a place to where um, the enemy wanted me to, me to believe that, you know, I was dying. And so it just, it, it, he, when I tell y'all, you know, he is cunning in the way that he, you know, tries to, you know, sow that seed into your mind. Um, and that's why I said, that's why it's important. And I immediately told Johnny at that point, like, I need, okay, so I need you to, I need you, I need to talk to you. I need you, you know, to pray for me and I need you, um, the one advantage that I have from you is that I can tell you when I need to talk to you from a, um, as a husband mm. or as, you know, from a counseling perspective, um, because of, you know, all these things that you, um, you know, you learned in, in school and stuff like that. Um, and that helps me a lot. Um, but, and that's why I was so adamant about you sitting on it. And I know, I knew that you were dealing with something, didn't quite know what it was. Um, but again, I'm always in a posture of prayer, you know, for you and on your behalf. Um, and so when you, you know, when you divulge more of it last night, um, it's, it's, you just gotta be, you, you gotta be 
there for one another and also hold one another accountable. That's why check-ins are so important. That's why if I see something is off, as well as if you see something is off with me, you're inquiring about what's going on. Yeah. You know, where where is your head? What, what, are, you, what are you doing? What are you dealing with? Um, uh, and the one thing that I do know, you know that, of course, when we pray, we pray not only for for current situations, but around the curve for, for things that the enemy may try to do to um, trick us or trap us or whatever. But I do believe that th- th- we're becoming... Um, I think that we're being... These things, these, these things that have happened, these events that have happened in our lives um, is... There's a purpose in it. There's a there's a purpose, I believe, in everything that is allowed to happen or that you go through to come out better, to come out stronger, to come out wiser, um, to trust God even more, to lean into Him even more. Um, and there's something that I say, and I'm going to say it, and then I'll let you um, talk. But the one thing that I said, I think, to a friend of ours, when he went through a near-death experience was, um, how would you know if, and he asked God, he, you know, was telling us in that conversation that he asked God for healing. And so the one thing that the Lord um, impressed upon my heart was, and I said it to him, and he was like, wow, yeah, like, that's how I felt. Like, how would you know what God, the, the things that, how would you know that he's a healer if you didn't need to be healed? Yeah. You know, for me, you know, and I've sung it before. I've heard it before. I've heard other people sing it or other people pray it. And I've even prayed it like, Lord, you know, especially I think about, you know, when my grandmama and used to say it or my granddaddy used to pray it about, you know, Lord, keep my mind and, you know, things like that. And so that's what I think about. Um, thought about even in those moments, like how would I know that I needed God to be um, a keeper and a, a keeper of not only my mind, but of my my emotions and, and, you know, my spirit and my body and everything else. How would I know him to be that if I had never needed him to be that? Yeah. You know? And so... No, it don't feel good while you're going through it or while you're dealing with stuff. But how would, how would I know that he is a healer if I did, if he didn't heal, if I didn't need him, need him to heal me, and if he didn't do it, yeah. and he's he's never not gonna do it. There's there'll never be a time that he'll fail, or he won't show up. But even in this. Like you said, it, it's purpose. It's it's going to help somebody else understand that they are not alone, that they're not the only one who may have the, these thoughts. They're not the only one who are going to deal with um, issues in their mind, uh, especially when you, when a lot of stuff is coming at you at one time. Yeah. And so um, I'm grateful to God that he is a keeper and he is everything that we need him to be um, and that he kept you. That he keeping me. 
absolutely kept and still keep and will keep. So I'm going to read some statistics real quick. Okay. Um, this from the, the CDC. Jesus. All right. Well, don't read all of them. But. I'm not. But I was going to read the one. So out of country, international, they have South Africa, Europe, all those places. They have a high um, suicide rate as well. Most of them, the leading suicide is men. Um, this is for United States. It's from the CDC website, and it's in 2000. This was taken in 2021. So in 2021, 12.3 million adults seriously thought about suicide. 12.3 million. 3.5 million adults made a plan to do the suicide. 1.7 million adults attempted the suicide. 48,183 people died by suicide in the United States in 2021. That's one death every 11 minutes. So it's almost like as, as fast as somebody is born, somebody's taking their life. Um, 28%, but I'm not going to read all that. I'll say this. The American Indian and Alaskan, Alaska Natives are the highest at 28.1%. White at 17.4%. Um, Hawaiian, other Pacific Islands. I'll... Islanders, 12.6%. Multiracial, 9.7%. Black, 8.7%. Hispanic, 7.9%. And non-Hispanic Asians, 6.8%. Y'all, that's, that's way too high for all, everybody. The suicide rate among males in 2021 was approximately four times higher than the rate of um, among females. Males make up 50% of the population by nearly 80% of suicides. Male suicide is at 22.8%, while female, female suicide is at 5.7%. That's huge, y'all. That's huge. And the sad thing about it is people ages 85 and older have the highest rates of suicide. That's that... You said 85 and older? 85 and older. So that's that... That's that... Um, that's that generation... Of what I was talking about of of men and women believing having a dream in their heart and then life as my wife say life starts life and and now you got a family you got all these things and before you know it you wake up and it's you 85 so you feel like you wow. you have no accomplishments you have done nothing that you wanted to do 
um, and you feel like it's too late. And you feel like it's too late. So 85 plus suicide rate is 22.4. 75 to 84 is 19.6. 15, well, 65 to 74 is 15.3. 55 to 64 is 17%. 45 to 54 is 18.2%. So here's the craziest, the crazy thing. So the generations between 25 and 34 and 85 and plus are the highest. That's what I was wrong. 25 to 34, 25 to 34 year olds is at 19.5%. But the 18, the 85 and older is 19.6. The 85 and older is 19.6. 15 to 24 is 15.2. And that's right in that place. So the younger, the suicides being so high in the younger ages and the older ages, like, like I said, the older ages feel like they didn't accomplish There's nothing left. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing I left. Have so no they don't even want to work. No the younger ones feel like... Trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out, but most of them come from that background of of not supporting um, or supporting to a place of where you try and adults trying to live their life through their children, um, not allowing them to develop and become who they need to be in their own skin and helping guide them. And then when they've been put under a house and rules for so long, then they get out and they get overwhelmed. Yeah. They, they just get overwhelmed. And of course, it the the factor comes in for that age range as well, that they're saying a lot of people, um, the depression is grows deeper and deeper because of them looking on you know dealing with stuff from social media um, that's out there now, um, maybe being bullied, maybe being influenced by yeah. what's going on, what other people seem to be doing in their life that's better than what's going on in their life. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now it, so that has an impact as well. And being, and young people trying to find their footing and being comfortable with who they are, no matter how different they are, and then having people bully them about how different they are. It can, it can get overwhelming. Yeah. The number one way people's the number one way people um, try to commit suicide is by firearm. Then it's suffocation. Then it's poisoning. And then it's others. So, I, I knew this was going to be heavy. And y'all, I know y'all used to us laughing and cutting up and everything. But this is very serious because, you know, it's something that I literally feel it's coming from a very transparent place that I'm sharing this and you know couples talk to each other men it's okay to cry it's mm -hmm. okay to lay down on lay in your arm your, your wife arm that's that's okay wives allow that to happen and vice versa 
sometimes a good cry can be therapeutic. It can help you take the pressure off some. Talking about it, you know, in a comfortable place with your spouse and not feeling judged. Right. And just not feeling judged. If I tell Deidre, like I told her last night, you know, she ain't say, man, buck up, bro. You a man. You ain't supposed to be this. You supposed to be stronger than this. Or, okay, so if I'm trusting you to be the, the man of the house and you feeling like this, then I guess I need to do it myself. Just, just be mindful of what you say to each other. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. I wrote a book on the GPS of a man's journey. I promise you, the the number one way you destroy each other is by what you say. It's like a million seeds being sowed into each other. So if I have to sow a seed into my wife, I would rather it be a fruitful, positive seed than a negative seed. Because that seed I sow on her, I might need that seed to talk back to me at some point in time and vice versa. So talk to each other. Talk to your children. Have a relationship with them. In my book, I talk about, you know, in parenting, a lot of men, you know, don't know, feel like they don't know how to be a father. 98.9% of it is being present. If you sit down and listen to your kids and have a conversation with them, they will tell you what they need. Through their conversation. You can figure it out. You can become a better parent. By learning from your child. It's, it's, it's so much. The man that I am today. Has so much to do with my wife and my children. Till it ain't funny. I have other people who helped. But for me to become the man that I am today. It had a lot to do with my family. And them trusting me. Even though I ran them into brick walls a lot of times. And a couple of times ran them off but the cliff. But we went together. And she made sure she said, well, if you go off the mountain, I guess this is where we going then. I'm coming. We coming. Hopefully you got a plan once we get to the bottom. But they supported me. They still support me. And, you know, if you live in this life and, and believe that you don't need people... You are delusional. You are delusional. Especially family. If you have a healthy family. If you don't, you can find other people that will support you and be positive. It's out there. But y'all, we, we need each other. We, we need each other. Although y'all probably say, I don't need nobody to do, you need somebody. You need somebody. You might can accomplish some things in a couple of areas of your life, but them other areas require some kind of human interaction. Conversation, some something. Even if you have to go lay on somebody's couch and do it. pay it. No, not do, do it. it. No, do it. Go lay on the couch. Oh, I thought you said lay on the couch and go do it. No, we're not doing it on the couch. What we're going to do is lay down really? and talk to a therapist. That's what we're doing. I gotta be careful with Diva because sometimes can. she be uh, man. The small, the I'm small, being serious, right? I'm being serious. The small print 
You she think, you think I, I said lay on the couch and immediately come out of my mouth and do it. No, no, we're not doing it. Sir, are you just trying, you were just trying to throw something in there mm-hmm. at the end. I'm serious and I don't, you know. Yeah, but. So I was saying to, do that. Do it. Yeah, you do, do it. say do that. You said do it. Yeah, do it. Go lay on the couch and talk about what's going on. With your clothes on. Oh, Lord, how in the world can you make this about that? So what we're talking about. Cry a little bit, but keeping this stuff bottled in is what makes it worse. Yeah, and it becomes physical illness. Most men who have all kind of foolishness going on with their health physically is because they got stuff locked in, they've never shared it, and now it's become, it's affecting their body. That's a real thing. So I encourage you. We encourage you. Talk to each other. Give that space. Even if y'all, both of y'all crazy and y'all shade each other all the time and probably cuss each other out and, you know, cut each other with those words. Have a moment the way y'all have a no judgment zone. Whatever you feel, just say it. Whatever you feel, just say it. And it might be some mumble in the beginning, but I promise you, if the if that conversation keeps going on, you'll get to the core of what's going on. It's always a core to the layer stuff. We don't we focus on the layer stuff, but we don't focus on the core stuff. And that stuff needs to be poured out. It can't sit there. So, babe, thank you for being a cup for me to pour out every now and then. Always. And I, I probably know Jameson probably go. I don't know if he go punch me in my chest, but he just finding out about all this, so he probably go slap me in the back of my head or something. Or punch you in your chest. Yeah, and 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 uh, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of jokes to hear this, but I'm fine, y'all. I'm fine. I. Even in this, I look for what God is trying to teach me. What God is trying to teach me to remind me that I'm not Superman, but I am Superman with God. So as long as I have God within me, I can accomplish and do anything that I believe, that I set my mind to. And all this, oh, go ahead. But even in the dark places, He's still God. Even in the shameful places, he's still God. And he's so still with us. You have to believe that. Yeah. That's the biggest trap of the enemy, is to make you feel like you've done so much, you've done so much wrong, that you think so crazy, that there's no way God going to accept you. And that's not true. Or that you've done good. You know, and been there for other people and supported other people in, in their different circumstances yeah. and situations. And so it, it comes to make you feel, second guess who you are yeah. in Christ. And so we know. Um, we, feel, we feel all that. Yeah, yeah. And all so all that. I know that that's where this attack comes from. It's on the verge of what we just, you know, yeah. the, the different, yeah. like literally circumstance and situation at right after situation. Um, but you know, it, 
I'm glad to know. Um, it, I can honestly say if our, our relationship with Christ wasn't, if we didn't have one, we would be doomed. Oh, yeah. Because we're nothing without our him. Our father been gone. Yeah, we're nothing without him. And so he never said that, you know, things wouldn't come and situations wouldn't happen. And it would be easy. And, right, and things, you know, and the weapons wouldn't form, but they won't prosper. So whatever the, the plan of the enemy was, he's defeated. Yeah. And that's not just in our lives, but that's in y'all lives too. But y'all got to be honest with where you are and what you're feeling and what you're going through. Um, and talk to somebody about it, whether it's your spouse. And if you need even a greater help than that, you know, reach out and get it. Um, seek a counselor out in your local area. There's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Um, or you can text TALK to 741-741. Um, we, y'all know, we gonna talk about, you know, sex and family and jokes and all that stuff too. But we, 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 we have to be transparent about things that, because it's not going to, going, the situation is not going to only help us, but it's going to help y'all who, who's watching, who may have been in this situation, who may be dealing with things. And some people, it may even go further to chemical imbalances or um, just different things that may be going on in their mind or in their body um, or just different, you know, things that they may be dealing with that does require medication or whatever that looks like. But don't hold it inside and think that there, that nobody cares or that you can't, you know, reach out to somebody or that there's not help available. Again, Johnny is okay. Um, I'm okay. We're okay. Um, and we, 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 the Lord has, will satisfy us with long life. That's always my prayer for us. Um, that's always our prayer together. That we, we will fulfill every purpose in the earth that he has put into us to fulfill. And that's a promise. Yeah, yeah Satan has no power, y'all. And we understand that. Y'all got to realize that and understand that. And we speak with the authority that's given to us from God. That we will live, we shall live and not die. That the enemy, Satan, is already defeated. Period. God is the greatest. And I'm going to say this last thing. Okay. Men, we do struggle. And the key element of that struggle is communication. It's too simplistic to say women are willing to share their problems and men tend to bottle them up. But it is the truth. For generations, many, many societies have encouraged men to be strong and not admit their struggles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Over 75% of men, men now, over 75% of boys have been told not to cry. That's a feminine characteristic. You don't need to cry. And they tell you, they people, most people who tell you that, tell you that 
and they believe that they're making you a stronger, become a stronger man. Mm-hmm. But what it's doing is bottling up a lot of stuff and you're not talking about it. So talk. And I'm going to end on that. Talk. Create a safe place. A no-judgment zone. At least once a week. And y'all talk. Talk to your children. Have serious conversations with them. In 2023, most five, six-year-olds can work a computer better than some of y'all. Talk to your kids. Ask them the serious questions. Because if you don't, they're being exposed to stuff. Yeah, it's a lot going on. So ask the questions. Have the conversations. That's why the, the sitting down at the table and eating dinner, is it needs to be a part of your life. Because when you do that, y'all can have conversations without the phone. Yeah. But talk. You have to talk. You have to talk. Yeah. Pray together as a family. Cover your home. Cover your wife. Cover your kids. Cover each other. Yeah. Amen. All right. We'll come with some laughter next week if if the Lord allow us to. So, but... I need to talk about this while I was fresh and I want to be transparent because there are probably men and women probably listening to this who feel what I said and does not have not ever said anything about it. Talk to somebody. If, and like I said, if you don't have nobody that you trust, that you can talk to, that will help, then go pay somebody some money and go talk to them. But you got to get it out. Because if you don't, that one seed that's sold grows up. Grow. And it, it, yeah. Yeah. It takes, it takes over. And this is real stuff. This is real stuff. All right. For all things Mobley, www.momentswiththemobleys.com. If you have any questions about anything, relationship, well, I ain't gonna say anything about relationship, um, sex, um, family, finance, yeah, anything. Kids. You can email that at info at momentswiththemoblies.com. Um, on all social medias, mm-hmm. we are Moments with the Moblies. And on Twitter, we Except are. Except Twitter, we are Mobley Moments. Yes, you can set me up again. I was about to. Because I'll be struggling. You'll be struggling. All right, y'all. Y'all be well. Have an amazing day. Take care. Got one question. Well, how do you feel about life today? Right now at this second. And at this very moment. How do you feel about life? I'm your man, John Mobley Jr. This has been Moments with the Moments. I'm your man, John Mobley Jr. And I'm your wife forever, Deidre Mobley. And we something like all and every couple. With extraordinary purpose. Peace, y'all. Night-night, guys.